Hello, and welcome again. I am Pastor Deborah, and you're you, and you are welcome here in the Garden of Eden, the spiritual place here on earth where the presence and the delight and the atmosphere of God is not, oh, not this stuff behind us. This is just a video that I'm using as an illustration to help you understand something that happened to me that is in all of our lives. This is going to be a story, a true story, coming out of the kingdom of agape love, volume one. It's a story of one of my many of going from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor to helping you the Lord's way. I didn't know how to help you. I didn't know where you were located. I didn't know how I was going to meet you or minister to you. I had so much to learn. And I had to think completely differently. And this story that we are going to hear about from my personal life, it may happen to you. It may happen to you with people, places, maybe the past. Maybe it'll happen to you where... You are told you need to forgive or you can't go back with somebody or you can't go back to that job or you're never again to do something. This is my story that helped me to grow and change and transform into a spiritual minister, a shepherd, a king, a mama to help you the Lord's way in partnership with the Most High God. The Great I Am. This is story number 24. And it's called You Can't Go Back. Before I get started, I want to give a big thank you to Zoom Pro. That's who I use to record through. Also to Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. If you'll notice, some things may happen. I may point my hand and it disappear. Things may happen around my hair. And it is because there's no green screen behind me. I've tried them all. The best, the ones on the chairs, homemade ones. Nothing worked for me. I used to have an easel behind me and you'd see into my living room. Then I discovered these free motion videos from Pixabay. They help to illustrate what I'm talking about. And I don't use a green screen. So if I look fuzzy or things look kind of out of sorts, just close your eyes and listen. It's my voice that's talking to you with him in it. Yeah, the spirit of truth and light is in my voice. Him and I are one. So when I speak and teach, it's as if he is talking to you, right to you. Yeah. And this is for all of you out there who didn't come to the garden today. Some people ask me to. Uh, employ their services to help grow the channel or get more subscribers. They don't realize the board of directors of this ministry are the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are doing it their way. Right now, I'm talking to billions and billions and billions of people in the garden, spiritually, or in your dreams. They're not that concerned with the ways of the world because they work differently. So thank you, though, for all of you who do that. You are a wonderful, wonderful attribute and addition to many ministries that are called to use you. But thank you. So here in this story, you can't go back. It was a shocking day, but it was powerful. What I thought was so horrible turned out to be a big blessing. Yeah. So when you learn obedience to God, whether you like it or not, because I didn't like it. I've had other experiences where I have been told I couldn't do something and I had to stop something and I didn't like it. My flesh got up. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. But I learned when you become obedient to God, even if you don't understand, great and wonderful things happen for the kingdom of heaven. And for humanity. So let's open up first with prayer. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of those here in the Garden of Eden, in the very presence of God, spiritually, who are watching and looking at this video. We thank you for those who will watch this later and spiritually hear your voice, your words of truth and light, your words of hope and freedom from a story that happened to Pastor Deborah to help me go from being a licensed clinical mental health counselor to being a global spiritual minister, a teacher, a shepherd, a king, a mama. To many thousands and billions of people, we thank you, Father. Guide us and lead us through your word, through this story. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. This story happened after several years of attending a church in town called the Brownsville Assembly of God. It had started in a worldwide revival in 1999, 1995, excuse me, on Father's Day. I missed it by six weeks. It slowly became my everyday life for five, six, seven years, from about 1995 to 2000, 2005. Both my son and I both went there six days a week, maybe seven. It changed my life, changed my son's life. It was wonderful. I have a lot of the videos on the playlist here on the channel, The Hidden Kingdoms under the Brownsville Assembly of God Revival. It's free on YouTube. You can watch and see the atmosphere I was in, the congregation, the music, the preaching, the crowds. We eventually got on 2020, uh, which was on ABC. We were on Germany television, Russian TV. We were on China TV. We had become a global thing with people from all over the world. My ministry that I did at that time was I was on the prayer team to pray with people so I would touch them lightly on their forehead and say touch them Lord and the power of God would come through me after I had spent many months receiving the power people would fall over sometimes I was in the front touching them lightly on the forehead sometimes I was in the back to catch them and then we'd lay a prayer cloth over them. I received this for probably a year or more. Would stay out on the floor for two and a half hours with God touching me. He had taken away all my physical strength so he could minister to me. He cleansed me. I could hear him, see him. I was not unconscious. I was never hurt. Could not open my eyes and could not move. Some people call it being slain in the spirit. I don't know what you call it, but God was at work in my life. He cleaned me up in a river. He talked to me. He opened up the realm of the spirit for me. And he got me ready to help you the Lord's way. Out of that came lots of music, prayer time, experiences. And this was one of them. Once God shows up in a powerful way in someone's life, in a church, in a meeting, a Bible study, just on the earth, sort of explodes out. It catches the attention of his adversary, Satan. Satan will mount an attack and come after the people that are in the leadership of this revival. They came after. They came after the prayer team people. And the meetings became more evil and evil, more wicked and darkened like this. There was no more light and glory. God was being attacked. And God was slowly withdrawing. Because the people were giving way to things that were not of God. I didn't know all that at the time. I just knew that some days I would be on my way to the church for the service. And I would hear God say to me, don't get prayer tonight. Didn't know why, but I obeyed. I would stay in the praise and worship in the the sound booth with my son, James, who later on and went and became a sound man, an engineer in the church. But now he's in IT. Oh, he's in another state doing IT. He's wonderful. And uh, what happens is I would hear his voice and he would direct me for that night. He would say there's too much evil there. 
And I began to look and I began to see things that were not of God. And this story, you can't go back, was the final time when he told me my day was ended at that church. I'd been going there five, maybe eight years or something, not quite sure. I'm outside walking into my house, and all of a sudden I hear, you can't go back, just like that. Now, let's get into the story. After several years of attending this church, the Brownsville Assembly of God in Pensacola, Florida, in this revival, I was told by God the Most High very clearly, you cannot go back. There is too much evil there. That's what this video is representing. He didn't want me to go back into this atmosphere that Satan had created through people, through spiritual work, through prayers, through music. Satan had come to destroy the atmosphere, the presence of God and make him leave. And I immediately answered, he didn't hear it out loud. What? I can't go back. You have to understand when you get, you love God, you want God, you're getting God, and all of a sudden it's cut off. I had become an addict to the church, to the revival services, to leaving my house every night, to hearing the music, to praise and worship, to being on the teams. Then I got off the teams due to many attacks. But just being in the presence of the Lord, I wanted it so much. I was angry. What was I going to do? No more songs, no more prayer, no more glory blanket. No more fellowship with people. No more sermons. No way, God, was I going to not go back. I'm going back. I was like an addict who had to have it. But I had seen the very early signs that this was happening. I had seen this when the Brownsville Revival School would have services there. They changed the music. They disobeyed the pastor in many ways in the rules. A lot of them were multi-generational Satanists, people who were serving them. They were open doors. Oh, yeah, when God shows up, People are drawn from every walk of life. Even evil is. They get the notice. God is in town. But I had actually done some research. I would watch people closer. I would go there on different nights when the revival school was there. Listen to the songs. Watched. Discerned. Paid attention to what the spiritual atmosphere was. Because I had seen something. In another story called Let the Glory, Let the Fire Fall from Heaven. I watched a demonic spiritual deity from the southeastern part of the United States of America. Powerful demonic king come through a person who was the visitor. He was on the podium. He was the president of an assembly of God school. He had opened doors. And what had happened is the revival school had prepared the atmosphere for this demonic king to come in like this. I watched the songs. I watched them. And I saw him. This humongous, I don't know, 20 foot thing, evil creature, didn't even look human, but sort of did. In this man, standing where he was standing. The man had disappeared. But what had happened was I had stepped into the realm of the spirit to see the atmosphere. The presence of Satan himself was what who it was. So things had been changing in this church. Because Satan wasn't going to let the glory of the Lord, the presence of God, stay there. He was going to fight back. He was going to bring in clouds, destruction, thunder, rain, lightning. He's going to bring in perversion, confusion, bring in 
horrible, icky stuff through people. Because God won't stay when it's an evil, wicked atmosphere that he started. As I said, many nights I would go and God would tell me not to get prayer. There was too much spiritual evil there. So I'd tell my son he wouldn't get prayer either. We watched. We praised and worshiped in the sound booth, but we didn't leave it. Other nights, I wouldn't receive ministry, prayer ministry, from certain individuals. When they reached out to touch me, their hand became a demonic claw. I go, no, 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 no. And I had to start asking God, who can I trust? Who is on your side? Who is with you? Just to get prayer. Because Satan was coming through people. Demonic spirits were in people coming through them. They wanted to touch me with their power, their lightning. That's right. I became very sensitive spiritually to human beings in church. To praise and worship songs. To the preachers. To the sermons. To the choir. To visitors. I was responsible for watching over the sanctuaries on the grounds. We had three of them. And some nights on Friday, I was responsible for, say, 5,000 people. So if a demonic spirit showed up through somebody, I was called with the security guards and the ushers to bind them up. I was a very powerful spiritual person, had a lot of authority in the revival. I was also on the deliverance team, casting out demonic spirits that most people didn't believe in, but that's what I was doing, and on the prayer team. And that was slowly, the atmosphere was slowly changing into evil and darkness instead of glory and light. I didn't know how I was to get the Lord's presence. I didn't understand yet much. I thought I had to go to the church to be touched by God. I hadn't been seen yet. I'm really moving outside of the church grounds, the the church service. I, I didn't know. But my world was sort of closed. But I would learn this night about what obedience to the Lord meant in helping people the Lord's way. So I was shocked when I heard, you cannot go back. I said, no way. I've got to go back and get the presence of the Lord. Be prayed for. Be in the atmosphere of the blanket and the glory of the Lord. The spiritual presence was there. I knew it. I wanted it. I wanted to be in it. But the command never was said again. You cannot go back. And I said to myself, no way I'm going back. I had become a full-fledged addict of God's peaceful, sweet, loving presence of his glory. A drug addict I had become. I just couldn't do without his spiritual presence and his touch of agape love as it would cover me as I laid on the floor. The real me, the spiritual me. I would lay in a peaceful blanket of peace, refreshing joy and agape love. I had to have my nightly fix. But this day, the Heavenly Father said to me, you cannot go back. Too much evil there. It'd be like telling a drug addict, You cannot have another shot of heroin, cocaine, marijuana. It's over with. You're done. Cold turkey. Now, I'm a cold turkey type of guy. Boom. And that's it. There's no weaning me off. I'm not that kind of person. I'll argue with God, which I did. And you'll hear about. I had to spiritually learn that when God the Most High Pours out his presence somewhere. 
on a church, in a dream, in your life, on a business, in the community, on an individual, on a city, on a government, politicians, business, money, an organization, a neighborhood. God's presence will bring a spiritual earthquake, destruction to Satan's kingdom. Satan's kingdom and his demonic spirits will be touched greatly. When God's presence is there and coming through individuals. Satan is usually slow in his retaliation and his response. He's always trying to put God in a corner in a box. Keep him down and let himself, Satan, the adversary of God, rule and reign down there. Be the light of the people. Be the king, the glory, the one who's ruling and reigning spiritually and in the natural. Spiritual interference from Satan against God is normal. God and Satan have been in battles for who knows how long here on earth, through us, humanity, through nature, through circumstances, throughout history, and throughout time. So Satan had already begun his counteroffensive against God's presence and glory in Brownsville Assembly of God's Revival. And I saw it, and I knew it was happening. I didn't know the extent. Didn't know all that I'm telling you now was going on. But I knew it was happening. But I never expected I would not be allowed to go back to this revival. So on this Friday night, after I argued with God, I stayed home. But I had some other plans to still get my fix from the revival. I was so sad and angry, God telling me I couldn't go back and be touched by him. But I thought, I have a radio in the kitchen. I could turn it on because it was on the radio. I could at least listen to it, the praise and worship, to the preaching by the preacher. I could dance. I could be in the presence, just listening. So I asked the Most High God if I could listen to it on the radio. He said, no. Could I just listen to the praise and worship singing so I could dance? No. Well, now what was I going to do? No radio, no songs, no preaching. It's a Friday night. I was supposed to be there. I had to have my fix. Now, here I am arguing with God. Now, you wouldn't know because I was silent. I'm standing in my kitchen trying to find a way to get my fix so I could hear, at least hear, the revival. I was a full-blown addict of the presence of the Lord. To the praise and worship, the songs, I needed my daily fix. Of course, I got no directions from God through the Holy Spirit of what I was to do. But really I did. Somehow I knew. Because it came through him as just a thought. It was as somebody was on the side whispering to me. While I'm arguing with God and the authoritative part of God, no, was talking to me. And I was trying to bargain with God, trying to find my way to get what I wanted. But on the side, a still, small voice was giving me a thought. It was my spiritual helper, the Holy Spirit, showing me the way to go. And I heard it. I know I'll get a video at the, uh, I think they were called, what was a video? Wasn't the DVDs, it was something before those, VCR tapes. I'll get a video of praise and worship 
And I had one. It was from another church, I think in Australia. So I did. I put it on. I think it was Darlene Zeck or something. Yeah, something. I can't remember the name of the church. And she was uh, had had a lot of songs during this time. I still listen to them in the car when I'm driving. So I put it in the video player in my kitchen. It was called Hill Songs 2000. And I put in the tape and started praising and dancing and clapping and arms waving and worshiping in my kitchen to this Hill Songs tape by Darlene Zeck. And then I was spiritually gone. My spirit had left. I was physically in my kitchen. And yet me, the real me, the spirit part, the forever person, was standing on the stage in a satanic meeting somewhere on planet Earth. A large satanic meeting. Oh, my goodness. Now, remember, in my obedience to God, he had a plan. He was at work guiding me and leading me. I didn't frighten me. But it was a scary place. There was fire and clouds and lightning. Demons everywhere. Human spirits bowed down. It was a scary place. But there I was. Physically in my living room, listening to praise and worship, being obedient to God. And now my spirit was in a satanic meeting on the altar, standing up, praising and worshiping. So from my spiritual calling to reach the spiritually lost ones in Satanism and witchcraft, the occult, heavy metal music, homosexuality, every cult, Everyone, at all levels, even into vampirism, alternative lifestyles, the abused, the spiritually orphaned, and hearing sermons from the evangelist Steve Hill about sermons to save the lost. And these had become my prayers to the Heavenly Father through tears, through praise and worship, to help them. And he would always say to me, I will. I'm sending you. I was there. You have to learn when you partner with God. He's a God of spirit. And he wants your spirit working with him. So I was sent, taken, popped up in a satanic meeting. What did I look like in the spirit? Probably a human with lots of light around me. I was there, right in the middle of a praise and worship time in a satanic meeting. Yes, they do praise and worship. They play music. They dance. They sing. And so do the demons do that. You'll see that when you watch some of the movies. That's right. Best way to look at it is in the Chronicles of Narnia. The lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. When Aslan was taken by the queen to the altar. And all of her demonic spirits and her servants were out there. Beating their clubs, their sticks. Aslan was on the altar. And Satan was right there through her. That's a good picture. There are many movies you can see that picture and that illustration. There I was on the altar. I'd been sent, taken. I don't know how I got there. I don't know where I was. I was in the realm of the spirit. On planet Earth, somewhere. Right in the midst of their praise and worship time. Of Satan himself. And Satan was there. Sitting. On his throne. 
I was spiritually sent behind the enemy lines, right into the kingdom of darkness, right into a pack of demons and unsaved human spirits. How I learned to be tough in those situations was watch a lot of World War II movies of resistance fighters, people sent behind the enemy lines, martial arts people, special forces. I learned how to be tough because I grew up in the military. My father served with General Patton in World War II. My whole life has been military. Service, dedication to freedom, to people, to nations. And if you have to die and go into the darkness and the evilness, you go. You're trained, highly educated. You're not frightened. You're disciplined. That's who I was in the spirit. You can see this in a lot of movies, of what this looks like. And I learned. God would have me watch the movies over and over. Yeah. So the scene that shows what it looked like, as I said, spiritually, was when the lion, Aslam, was on the altar with the white witch. He had taken himself there to help free Edmund or the Sids of Edmund betraying his family to the White Witch. The movie shows the many beasts and creatures, the demons that were gathering around the stone table, the altar, to kill the great Aslan, the king of Narnia. It's just a vision, it's an illustration, and you see it, I, I would watch these movies, some of the strangest things. Because God was helping me to understand a realm I did not know. Another great movie to watch is The End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger, 1999. Excellent movie. Watched it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Just like I did. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And many others. In the scene in the Satanic Meeting with Arnold in the end of days, that he was in an abandoned building in New York City, New York, on New Year's Eve. And one learns about how the power of one man who was dedicated and diligent, who would never give up Satan's plans for the world, and how yet multitudes of people were just distracted, didn't care about what was happening spiritually, and were going on with New Year's Eve celebration in New York City's Times Square. But this one young policeman who Arnold was playing had lost his wife and his son to bad people, and he was dedicated now to save this young girl who was having troubles. So I learned one man One person can make a difference, can fight back against Satan. Great movie. Watched it over and over again. It'll teach you. If you will pray, God, teach me what I need to know and learn and see, then watch the movie and watch it again and again and again and go slow. Stop and ponder. That's what my life was like with movies. Arnold never gave up trying to help this young girl, save her. From this stuff he didn't really believe in yet. But he would. So down in this abandoned building there was an altar. A man was there. Satan will take on that form many times. And a girl was laying on an altar. He wanted to have sex with her. Consummate. Bring forth a child to open up the gates of hell. So his demons could come. It had been planned since their birth. Connected through spiritual ways. Many of us are like that and we don't even know it. Great movie to learn many different spiritual things. From and about. Also, another great movie to learn about the unseen world and the spiritual realm. And the one who serves the dark master 
and how innocent babies are chosen for Satan's purpose is the end of days. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you for the writers of the story. It's a great movie, great teaching instrument God used in my life. Well, into this dark demonic meeting, I was sent, taken by the power of the Holy Spirit for the spiritual purposes of the Heavenly Father. Remember, this all started when he said, I can't go back. I was not afraid. Shocked at first. <laughs> Ooh, I thought I was in my house. And here I am. But I knew what to do. I knew God had, was behind us. And he had ministry for me to do. Through the spiritual gift of discerning of spirits, I was there. I could see. I could hear. I could talk. So I began to bind up all the demons. According to Matthew 18 and 18. And then I began to tell all the unsaved human spirits there who had come to see what this was. Word spread fast. People could look on even though they were not there. A spiritual disturbance had happened in this meeting. In the kingdom of darkness of Satan. And there was a great disturbance like this in the land. Lightning was probably flashing. Thunder was probably thundering. Maybe fire of a different kind was happening. Brilliant light was shining out. I was a stranger in the darkness. And no one knew how I got there. Then God's agape love began spiritually raining down. Sort of like this. Upon all that were there and who were spiritually watching from wherever they were at. Maybe they were just dreaming. Maybe they were in another place. We were all on planet Earth, though. Many were watching from outside of the meaning as spiritual glitter and rays of light came down. God beloved had come to them to touch them with his sweet presence. All through Pastor Deborah. When I'm physically in my living room. In Pensacola, Florida. Oh the glorious sight to spiritually see. The Heavenly Father's glory. His presence. Comes spiritually down. As rays of sunlight. That glitters. With the colors of the rainbow. And to see it touch precious, unsaved human spirits who have never known nor been touched by such peaceful love. These precious human spirits only had known the spiritual touch of Satan and his demons or abusive physical and spiritual mental abuse. No love. No gentleness. Another movie that will help you, which helped me, to visualize what to spiritually look like at this time. And it still does. Is Ghost 1990 with Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, powerful story. A lot of spiritual work in that one. The point in the movie when Demi, Demi actually sees into the spirit world where Patrick was after he had died for being murdered and the lights and the beautiful rays that were descending on Patrick. Demi could now see into it. Whoopi, who had been a psychic sort of, could hear it but really couldn't see him. But the world opened up to Demi, and she could see Patrick in it. Demi and Whoopi both were able to see Patrick spiritually. 
and could see the presence of heaven and others as it was coming down upon Patrick. It was beautiful scene, beautiful. And it was glorious, wonderful to watch. And so it was this night in a satanic meeting in the kingdom of darkness. The glory of the Lord was coming down and rays touching human spirits who had never been touched by agape love. Unsaved human spirits feeling the spiritual presence of agape love, of the heavenly Father touching them without hurting them. I was telling them whose light this was and how much he loved them and wanted them to be his spiritual children. Gopi love was at work. God and I were in partnership. I was doing what I was called and trained to do. Go into the darkness, set captives free, bring truth and light, and stand against Satan and his demons. Unsaved human spirits were being spiritually touched, and agape love was filling their precious, fearful hearts, their minds, with his love, peace, and joy. Spiritual lives were being spiritually changed, born again right before my spiritual eyes that night in a satanic meeting in Satan's kingdom of darkness on planet Earth while my physical body was in my living room, in my home. I'm sorry, in my kitchen, in my home. Then I was told by the voice of the Holy Spirit to lead them into the kingdom of heaven's promised land as Joshua led Israel into the promised land. I would be a fighter, a deliverer, a freedom fighter, a strong warrior, an obedient one, showing the way to go. But how was I going to do this was my question to myself. This was going to be a tremendous responsibility, a tremendous ministry. I had to lead. I had to be a general, a king. I had to be a mama, disciplinarian. I had to rescue people, but I had to discipline them. I had to love them, heal them, even though they tried to kill me. This was the ministry of helping people the Lord's way. Oh my, to have God the Most High trust you with his precious spiritual children he wanted for him to use his gifts through you to help him reach them. These precious children that he desired to set free. It was almost too much for me to believe in and even realize I was not a pastor at that time, had not finished Bible school, was not ordained on staff anywhere, wasn't even a licensed clinical mental health counselor anymore. And yet God was trusting me, partnering with me to do ministry his way with him for his purposes. These were his spiritual children he wanted, his inheritance, his heart's desires, that he was in spiritually, that he was spiritually entrusting to me to spiritually bring them into his promised land, the kingdom of heaven. So I had to be spiritually aware of what I did, where I went, what I watched, how I dressed, what I listened to for the newly born spiritual children were always watching me, listening to me. And so was Satan. So what began as a night of needing my daily 
drug fix of the Most High's God's spiritual presence and a night of being told I could never go back to the revival again. I couldn't listen to it on the radio, couldn't listen to the songs that were sung, of having to go cold turkey from it after many, many years. My physical, my emotional, my spiritual dependence had to switch. I had to leave the revival and I had to learn how to get what I needed at home. I was no longer on the deliverance team or the prayer team. So how was I going to help people? How was I going to get touched by the glory of the Lord? And God told me, I can touch you anywhere. You don't have to go to a church. You don't have to wait till 1030 at night to feel my touch. Read my word. Watch my movies. Sit with me. Have dates with me. Walk with me while you walk. The presence of the Lord comes on me even now. He walks with me through my dreams, my sleeps, my days, my car, in Walmart. But I didn't know that at the time. I was addicted to going to a building, going to a service, the way of the world. But God said, your time is up there. There's too much evil. And he eventually left, and it's no longer. I couldn't even listen to the revival service. Couldn't listen to the music by the praise and worship leader. Tried to for a while, but then God ended that. I don't listen to much music anymore, except in my car. At home, I'm studying, reading, watching movies, writing, recording, editing, praying. Oh, I sing. Mm Mm-hmm. Couldn't even listen to it on the radio. Now, God knew what was going to happen. It eventually shut down. It was over with and gone. And those people dispersed to many other churches. I didn't. I came home. A night of total dependency on the Lord. And God went worked through me and with me. To reach precious spiritual children. Who on this Friday night. Were in a praise and worship meeting. In a satanic church somewhere. And they were right in the middle of their service. And God came down. Now I was no longer an addict of man. Needing to be prayed for. To receive the presence. And the glory of the Lord's touch. Of his glory blanket. To be spiritually refreshed, renewed, and filled. No, I was now going to be totally addicted, dependent on God himself. To only spiritually touch me when I needed it, when he wanted to. And because I spiritually obeyed his commandment that night, and to even to this day, he is able to spiritually take me behind enemy lines into the kingdom of darkness and bring great spiritual disturbances to Satan's kingdom and his meetings, which have spiritually and physically operated undisturbed for too long. Millions and millions of years, generations after generations, and to be able spiritually reach and touch and bring agape love to unsaved human spirits trapped as slaves in the fear of death to Satan and demons. You can see this and understand this watching many movies from ancient Chinese historical dramas to taking of slaves, selling people. World War II, when the enemy comes in and takes over your nation, makes you a slave. And you can't get out. You can't fight back. I had to have a lot of these illustrations shown to me through movies, through history, through time. I became a spiritual part of the Heavenly Father's wonderful agape love ministry, reaching down into great darkness and spiritually touching 
spiritual children for the Heavenly Father. What a night this was for the Most High God and many, many unsaved human spirits. Not a good night for Satan and his demons. No, they lost. Oh, well. Satan lost on the cross even before the worlds were ever created. Satan lost the keys to hell, death, and the grave. I got him. Satan lost at the spiritual resurrection of Jesus from the tomb. Even today, I am spiritually taken. Whenever the Heavenly Father desires to go behind enemy, li- behind enemy lines or take me to someone to help save them for their dying. I've been inside woman's wombs, dedicated the little spirit baby to God the Most High. He ain't going to lose one of your aborted babies. He'll deal with you when he sees you. He ain't going to talk to you. You who vote for aborted babies, follow another God, follow governments, follow a different flag, take oaths to something that's not the kingdom of heaven, he will deal with you. He deals with you many ways. You're just not listening. And he'll see you on judgment day. If you want to get that mess cleaned up, we can take care of that. But you got to stop doing what you're doing. you got to turn and go in a different direction. I was sent to disturb the kingdom of darkness. I was sent in as an ally of the kingdom of heaven to set nations free, captives free, disturb their system of business, their politicians. I was a mighty soldier. I knew what to do. I was going to reach out, reach into prisons and nations, Businesses, families, reach many, many precious human spirits for the kingdom of a God beloved, the kingdom of heaven and its king, the great I am. But the place and the date is never of my choosing, but I always stay ready at any moment, going up my stairs, in my dreams, in my car, in Walmart, it doesn't matter. I'm ready now. I had to learn to be ready, like during this story. At a moment's notice, I could be gone. And the power of the Holy Spirit to work was always with me, still is. So Satan lives on daily. For he never knows when God's going to show up and Pastor Deborah's going to be there. It just happened the other night on a phone call. Human spirits will reach out through another human spirit who they can overpower. Have them call me on the phone. They don't have to. The one calling me is just the one reaching out for many. And I know what to do. Adopted many. Mm -hmm. Gang members, drug addicts, prostitutes, homeless ones, orphans. Abused children, abused women, men. I got them all. Take that, Satan. Thank you, Google. Yeah, somebody went into a young lady, Albany, Georgia. Got her to call me, and I knew what to do. Took care of business right there on the phone, 1130 at night. They were listening, watching, wanting Desiring freedom. Whenever Pastor Deborah and the great I am come into a territory, there is great disturbance. You can feel it in the atmosphere, the weather, the businesses, the wars. Things are up. There will always be war, famines. Pastor Deborah is always at work. So is God. God be love, freedom, deliverance, healing, born again, reincarnated children. 
will always be happening. So this story about you can't go back was powerful. I lived it, still do. But when one place becomes so evil like this video, God says you can't go back there. And you obey him. You can argue with him. He'll even listen to your arguments. I've been there when he told me, don't pick up the phone. You can't call that person. Don't talk to them. Don't go there. Don't get prayer. I've argued a few times, but most of the time it's, yes, sir. Because I had to realize that God can see deep into the future. He's the only one who truly loves me eternally, will be with me through everything, through death. He'll take me when my physical body gives way. And I had to know that he was not there to hurt me or hinder me, but help me, to teach me, to help me grow and learn and mature and protect me. He could see around the corners. I couldn't. So I had to trust him. And by doing that, I could partner with him. I had to trust him with my life physically, my life spiritually, everything. So on this night of the commandment of you cannot go back and my obedience to it, God was able to minister in the kingdom of darkness and children were born again. Obedience brings about victories against the darkness. The evil of Satan. You may not like what he tells you to do. I didn't like not going back. But God said I can touch you anywhere. Don't even need music. You don't have to wait. You can be in his presence. Sitting in your living room. In the car. At a shopping center. Walking. Exercising. In the gym. Anywhere. So my story was just one of my many steps into being a spiritual, mature, spiritual being, the forever person, to partner with and minister with together the Holy Spirit, to set captives free, to come against Satan, to do battle, to be a freedom fighter, a soldier, and to go into lands and territory where the enemy has held for generations. I was almost ready, and I was beginning to go. So if you would like to follow Pastor Deborah in this training, it is for you. He will help you. If you are one that are still in the kingdom of darkness and want to be free, it's here. Just accept his gift, and it's done. You don't have to do much. He's already made the way. And he'll be with you to protect you. He might take you before death comes. Watch the movies I told you. Learn. Grow. Believe in the other realm. And if you are doing things that he disagrees with. And does not like. Stop it. Change your ways. For judgment day is coming. All right. Father, help them. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives. Give them a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision. Bring them out of this kingdom of darkness, evil and wicked, into your light, into your presence as your children. Reborn them, rebirth them, reincarnate them. Bring them forth into the kingdom of agape love. Be about your work. Your heart's desires. Use the cross. Use the Holy Spirit. Everything you need. And be about the work of the kingdom of heaven. Here on earth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The son of God. The great I am. Alright. I'll see you on the next story. Should be number 25. We're still in. The volume one part of a God beloved kingdom of it. 
Once we've finished all those stories, they're my personal, we'll get into more personal stories of helping people the Lord's way. All right. I'll see you next video, next story. Bye.